0: 24 hours a day. Radio Contact.
1: week's Dev in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils joining the show this week, as ever from his back from his jaunt in France. We've got a Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul?
2: you hey, Rob, you okay mate?
1: How was the journey to France?
2: Yeah, it was funny mate. It's the first time I've ever been out of the country on my own so I went down to Stansted on Friday, sort of Friday dinner time, I went down, it took me a few hours, well, about five hours to get down there, and I stayed overnight down there, and an uh, you know, hotel telling me on, which was an experience, um, and then Saturday morning, obviously, I was up for, to get to the airport, I was there, the airport, 15 minutes, and me, but my flight got delayed from quarter past eight to half past ten, so by the time I got to Barcelona, I'd missed my connecting train. So I had to you know, get a taxi then to the train station. Luckily, there was another train at 20 past four, which got me into Perpignan at quarter to six. So I had 15 minutes then to get from the station to the ground. Somehow, the taxi driver you know, nearly killed me. He was like a madman, but he got me to the ground in time. And I, I saw Joe just as I was going in. And uh, luckily, the players were just coming out then. So I managed to get there for kickoff. I don't know how I made it. And then the journey home was quite eventful as well. But I enjoyed it. It was good. And then I had to drive to a wedding on um, on Sunday morning so I got there on time had a couple of hours and then it was like being up for 48 hours I kicked in the airport on, on Saturday night on the floor really quiet in the airport it was strange but the result was, it was tomorrow it's, it, you know, it's, it's good fun watching Salford and, uh, and it's disappointing to lose but yeah we'll, we'll get there won't we
1: yeah talking about your mad journey tell us all about your taxi driver uh, going to the, to the game I heard it was a you know hair raising experience for you
2: yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I jumped in that, the taxi uh, outside the train station and I said to the taxi driver, can you take me to the, the you know, the Stad Gilbert Brutus? My French isn't very good, by the way. <laughs> and um, I tried to, the first taxi I got from the, the airport to the station, because I'd missed the train, I thought I might have to get a taxi to, to Perpignan. So I'd run, like an idiot, I drew 300 euros out and I said to the taxi driver, can you take me to Perpignan? And he looked at me as if I'd just, you know, Robbed his house. (laughs) Perpignan, it's going to cost you loads of money that. And I think what he was basically saying is, I ain't driving to Perpignan, mate. I'll take you to the, uh, to the train station. So he did. And uh, luckily I managed to get another train, but the train journey to, um, to the ground from Perpignan train station, yeah, it was, uh, he was in and out. He was, he was doing 140, I thought it was miles an hour, but it's not, it's kilometres an hour, isn't it? Because I panicked, I thought, like, we've had it here, you know, I'm not going to get here in one piece, but I did do, and uh, you know, uh, it was good in the end. I saw Joe, as I said, when I got there, and a few other Salford supporters, and, uh, and yeah, it was, it was good. It was a disappointing game and a disappointing result, but I got to speak to Wattle at the end of the game and uh, and then got back in one piece, so all good.
1: Yeah, your journey, Joe, to, to France wasn't as exciting as that, but I suppose the week was before
0: yes it was a really good couple of days first friday we got there early thursday morning straight out the packaging showering straight out Didn't stay in the room a lot so i didn't see me bed for the first couple of nights um good experience again great fans i know we took coaches up and we take most of the south of france and we need to wait till the we so just showed there is support there and it's just
1: trying to get us in Get more fans in the home games as well. Obviously, lots to talk about on this week's show. We're going to review the Catalan game, all the news coming out of South Red Devils with the squad builder, Uh, all the amateur reports, the fixed and results uh, for all our local sides, and then we'll preview the game against uh, Leeds on Friday. So, what we'll do, we'll start with that defeat against Catalan on Saturday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, so defeated really against Catalan Dragons. 44 points point of 10. Disappointing results travelling all that way. Yeah, obviously, Joe, you know, all the way to France. I know you had a great time, but, you know, we merely wanted a result there, didn't we, to try and kickstart our sort of uh, middle eight charge?
0: Yeah, it would have been nice to get out of the win, I know it's not got the best of records down in the south of France, and that's what the team need at the minute. They need a little bit of confidence going into the eights, and we got a bit of it in the second half. and... I think if we push on a bit more and play like we did in the last 20 minutes and Saturday against Leeds, I think we can push on with a little bit of confidence. with some players coming back and hopefully create a bit more buzz around the club that has come out this week as well. That the a couple of good news is come out as well.
1: Yeah, obviously, Salford's lineup was as follows uh, Ed Chamberlain at fullback, Jake Bibby, Josh Jones, Junior South, Della Olfert, Rob Lewis, Lamatazzi, Josh Wood, Lee Mossop, Ryan Lannon, Ben Nakambuai, and Dan Murray on the bench. For Salford was Nile Levels, Tyrell McCarthy Levy Zongu, and Greg Burke Paul good to see Nile Levels back in action
2: yeah you missed Jake Sharrock's out there Jake Shorrox was half back with Robert, with Robert, Robert Lewis. Lewis. it was it was, it was good, good to, to see, see Nile come, come back into in. the side I think he came on with about 15-20 minutes to go something like that if my memory serves me right and uh, and to be honest with you, he looked really sharp. Showed a few good, good touches, a few nice touches, and looked like he'd never been away. And that's that's a massive boost. That for, for Ian Watson having having Niall back in the side, and it gives him a bit more of an option now. I presume Niall this weekend will go to to, to the fullback role, and then you can put Ed Chamberlain perhaps in the in the centres there, uh, and perhaps move Josh Jones back into the pack where he might feel a bit more comfortable. So at least he's got a bit more of an option now. Whereas in the last few weeks he's been struggling with the bare bones and. He's not really been able to do do any changes or, or swap anything round him, so it was good to get to get Nile back in the side. And I think he's done really, really well to to, to come back in such a short space of time from such a, such a dodgy injury. That he had you know breaking his leg. It's normally a big layoff that, and the, you know the medical staff there have done work, work wonders to get him back in the side.
1: Yeah, obviously the first half, Joe, disappointing, but second half, you know the the boys battled, and you know that's as a fan, that's what you want.
0: Yeah, it was good to see that they were playing for the shirt in the second half of the first half it kind of reminded me of the whole PR game where we were missing silly tackles, there was some bad reads and again it was one that looked good but the only move we did in the first half was for the Darrell for try with Josh Wood coming out the back from Shorrick so it shows we can do it in first season and I think we need to put that together for an it minute in it's, it's been the same story all season where it's been 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there and even fans singing a song about saying we're just a second half team and Again, it's shown on Saturday that we were just second-half team.
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, looking into the the Middle Lakes, Paul, it's important we build confidence. Obviously, it didn't happen against Catalan Dragons, but I'm sure Ian Watson and the boys will be looking at that performance in the second half and hopefully looking to to build on that.
2: Yeah, definitely, but you can't keep playing rugby league in these fits and starts, Robert. I mean, at the moment, we're sort of going through the motions in, in spells of games and then playing a good 20 minutes here, there and everywhere, but... In the, when you get into that middle 8s they they've got to be solid performances. And I know people might say, "Oh, well, you're only playing championships. These championship sides that are going to be gunning for us, Rob. Toronto, you know, Toulouse, the other sides that are going to be in there. I mean, the are jostling for the other places, the other teams. And I don't think Toulouse are, are actually in there yet. I think they've got to win the last game. And then you've got St Rovers and Leeds, who are going to face away from home. They're not going to be easy games, are they? So uh, we need to be switched on with 80 minute performances because if you start that that middle eight poorly. Lose the first couple of games, you're going to be right behind the eight ball straight away. So, uh, you know, we need to be switched on and we need to start getting results sooner rather than later, or, you know, Super League survival is going to be tough.
1: Yeah. Uh, You spoke to Daniel Murray after the game, and this is what he had to say
2: Daniel Murray Murray joins me after uh, another. Tough day. Yeah. How tough was it out there against that Catalan side who were on fire at the moment? They're, they?
3: they're definitely in form. It's you know in the middle they just keep coming at you, keep coming at you. you know, the big heavy boys and being, you just have to put your body in front of them and hope, hope to put them down. But I'm trying to focus on trying to get the levers and just slowing down the play ball. I thought I did that all right, but the score line, the scoreline doesn't reflect it, and I'll work on it.
2: Are they one of the biggest packs in Super League? Because they, yeah. they're lucky, don't yeah. they? are looking do not they they are very physical, aren't they?
3: Casti, Giuliani, Renard, um, who else? Simon, they all just run out. Was hard. it warm down there as well? Because it's deceiving today. It's not as sunny as normal, is it? But it's humid, isn't it? it? The weather was a lot better than yesterday. And uh, I thought, personally, I caught all right, to be honest. I've done a lot of extra fitness, so I've, I'm, I'm quite prepared for this type, type of weather. But uh, yeah it was definitely a warm one.
2: I suppose you have to do a lot of fitness though because yeah, uh, you keep playing it
3: loose forward. I know. I'm expecting them big minutes and I'll just relish it but obviously I hate losing. So Are you enjoying this time yeah. at the moment? I mean, yeah, I'm you're enjoying it. Matches, I'm, but I'm you're enjoy- experience, yeah, I'm, gain- it, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting experience and obviously that that tide will turn. I know it will. Every every week, every day, every training session I'm going in thinking it's gonna change, it's gonna change and you just have to keep that in your head and obviously just
2: You'll remember this in a few yeah. years when you're winning Cups
3: yeah, and that's the what I mean. Grand Finals That's what I mean, we'll come out bigger, stronger Who so leads Leeds home next
2: week that's yeah. the last game of the regular season Smash them. That that to me is an important game isn't it yeah. because you, you need to win that game or perform well in yeah. that game to take you into the, the yeah, middle yes. eights on good form I think the good?
3: middle eights are probably the toughest it's ever been mm. so it's, you, you have to step up for it you have to step it I know there's a few guys coming back so I'm gonna do my best to try and stay in the squad. And uh, it's just about doing my
2: job and You get every chance now because yeah. I suppose playing these games the last few weeks, you, you've you yeah. stood out, you've played well, mm. you've not done any yourself any harm to getting yeah. picked when the when the other yeah. sort of players come back inside. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what
3: I'm aiming to do, trying to keep that spot, keep that shirt. And it's up to obviously what's up. If you he thinks I'm doing that, it's just about me getting my head down, looking where I can improve, where I can get better. And uh, move on yeah what's the, the plan now for you guys are you flying home tomorrow or... yeah flying home at half seven in the morning we've got a coach and then we're preparing for Leeds on Friday best of luck thanks yeah. for speaking to us today safe journey yeah. on mate I'll see you next time. sorry week. it's a little bit low beat but don't <laughs> worry you spoke <laughs> yeah. to us thanks yeah, very much thank Daniel. you mate cheers in detail. so
1: Daniel Murray Talking to you, Paul, after the game, you know, it's a learning curve for him, obviously, you know, coming into the, the, the team. Um, he's got to take great experience in the last in the next few weeks, isn't
2: he? He is. To be honest with you, Rob, I think he's got really good game time this season. You know, for, for one reason or another, I think the injury situation and, the, and the low, being low on numbers in the squad has, has given Daniel his, his opportunity in a way. So, in a way, it's worked, worked out well for him. And I think he's took it with both hands. He's he's improved a lot this season he's worked on his defence he's worked really hard on his defence and he's a clever player as well he played at loose forward on uh, on Saturday as well and I know Daniel would rather play in the props uh, but he's, he's done himself no harm this season he's worked really hard and for me he was my man of the match on Saturday I thought he really grafted and worked hard in defence and speaking to at the end of the game he was absolutely shattered I mean I know you can't see off off an interview on a radio but he was absolutely shattered he really did work hard and uh, I'm very pleased for Daniel and the same with a lot of the young players I know Jake did made a couple of mistakes on, on Saturday but his progression this season I think on the whole he's the top try scorer and he, he's done well for us and as Ian Watson will go on to say in his interview you know, there's some young lads on there who perhaps aren't Quite ready for Super League yet, but obviously they've got to do the business for us because uh, we've not got nobody else there to pick. So they're doing it tough, and uh, like we said before, you can't lack the effort of the, of the guys. And I think it's just one of those at the moment. We've just got to got to stick by them and uh, you know keep supporting them as best we can in, in sort of the club's hour of need.
1: Yeah, I think obviously you know the, the kids coming through, Joe. You know playing these kind of games, it's only going to benefit a minute, and hopefully we'll come through it. And then for next season, they'll grow and grow.
0: Yeah, it's only going to be a good experience for him. I know they're, they're not winning week in, week out, but super-league experience, a super-league experience, it's a big, massive learning curve that can only help him progress as players and as people as well. And I think with Jake Bivy as well, he's been in the first team now for three or four, well, four or five years now, and it, he's progressed every year. And it's the same with Ryan Lannan as well. He, Ryan came in as very, a raw player. He needed a bit of a, a little cuddle, as you call it. He was very off the cuff, and he's showing... Good spurs and he's got great footwork and it's, I think it's the same as well. With Daniel Murray, he needs a bit more time to get up to Super League level and be a, a bit less raw because you can see in these defensive work as well, he's not square up properly, and that's where we lack something in the forwards as well.
1: Yeah, I suppose Paul, you know, it's a it's a blend of, of experience and youth in, in in our side, but you know, the boys are all going to have to come together in these next sort of seven eight games uh, to get us over the line.
2: Yeah, certainly. I mean, we we can talk all we want about the youth and, and things like that, but we have got some very experienced players at the club. If you look at the likes of Tyrone McCarthy, Craig Cobb, Jack, uh, Mark Flanagan, who was injured at the weekend, but he's played in a grand final, Lee Mossop, Robert Louis, Junior Sal, they they've been around, haven't they? Josh Jones, another one. There's some experience there, Rob. And uh, you know, these players are going to have to come to the party in the Middle Ages and and start doing the business because if they don't, we're not going to be in Super League next season. And, and, and I, know, I know as blunt as that sounds it's going to be a scrap because there's three teams go through in that middle eight back to Super League and you've got OKR in there, you've got Leeds in there who, who are going to be very, very tough to beat and then Toronto Wolfpack as well who are going to be no mugs. So you're, to get in that top three and get automatically back into Super League is going to be a really, really tough test and nobody wants to end up in that, that million pound game. So uh, so these these experienced players have got to do the business and, and bring these young lads on and uh, you know, the likes of Ben Nakabuai, Ryan Lannan, Daniel Murray as you've just mentioned there and Jake Bibby it's great to see them doing well in the first team. Levy and Zungu as well, another really inexperienced player. But the experienced guys have got to uh, have got to bring these guys through.
1: Yeah, we've got the quality though, Joe, in that squad. You know, if if farm turns, you know, we can we can get out of this uh, mid-late, no problem.
0: Yeah, like Paul was saying, there's some. Well, there's a lot of experienced heads, and if you strip back our starting 13, there's a lot of Super League NRL Cup final experience, and I think Hastings coming in will create a bit more attacking strike force for us and it'll give way a bit more time off the ball to be a bit a little bit off the cuff similar to what Rangy Chase was when he partnered with Dobson and that starting 13 the wob 13 that would be our strongest is there's no doubt about it that if they turn up the 10 teams over we should be having no problems
1: Yeah, it's just going to be interesting Paul You spoke to Ian Watson after the game in Catman Dragons and this is what he had to say
2: His corner. Ian Watson joins me. Another yep. another tough defeat. Yep.
4: It was good to see Nile levels back out there. That yep. was one thing you'd take from today. Yeah, watch, look, it was kind of holding Niall back at 10-4. It was tempting to kind of throw him out there and kind of give us a little bit better shape. And obviously, they were targeting our right edge D as well, which meant we could have put Ed back into the centre. but it was trying to be more sensible, more than anything, and just keeping Nile back until we knew when we wanted to get him out there, which was around about like thirty minutes to go, and give him kind of a, a decent run. He, he's got through that now, mate, so he will be all good. But like I say, it was it was about more preserving Nile going forward and making sure he gets the right amount of game time and we don't over kind of cook him straight away. This is a tough place to come at the best of
2: the time, yeah. but at the moment Catalan are, on, they seem to be on fire, don't they? They don't look like this this sort of side we played on Good Friday, do
4: they? Oh no! They, look. You, I think Josh Drinkwater's kicking game has shown how valuable he is at 2nd 7, 7 he's controlled the game even when the game was at 10-4 then we up making an error coming out of yards and so we defend kind of five back-to-back sets then but that was all in the back of his kicking game and his ability to do that and that's what we miss that it's no secret we miss that so obviously hopefully bringing somebody like Jackson Hastings across gives us that he has to do a lot of defending today
2: I don't yeah. think I've seen a team with as so many dropouts in a game it must have been in yeah. double figures That there was one stage in the first half it was four back-to-back and I thought they was lucky to score there yeah. he went to the radio yes. ref and it, 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 I
4: don't think he got it down but he showed resilience there because he yeah. had a lot of defending to today scrappy try but th- they happened on the back of fatigue so the boys were defending well and kind of h- holding their own and he was trying his kicks and they weren't coming off but he just kept knocking on the door with them and like I say he eventually broke us down and he broke us down probably on a fatigue factor our middles were sending messages saying about how, like they needed to kind of get off there so we kind of wrote needed to rotate, so rotating our kind of middles, like I say, but obviously it just come a little bit too quick in the fatigue, and like I say, Justin Water's a kicking game and more, more than anything just penned us back today.
2: Just one game left now in the regular season, yeah. then you've got the, the, the eights, I mean, I know you can't throw games and things like that, but I suppose yeah. for you as a coach, you just want to get these games out of the way now and start the real business, but yeah. on the other hand, you've got the injured players to come back, haven't you?
4: Yeah, we, we, we have, we've, we've spoke about kind of rebuilding in section and getting really good at certain parts, and look... I've said it before, and I don't want to make an excuse for him, but there's a lot of young lads there who probably are not pretend, not Super League players right at this moment in time, and they're learning the kind of the craft um, against Super League quality players. And you look at Kenny Edwards, you look at uh, Drinkwater, you look at like Greg Bird, and I know he didn't weren't out there today, but Simon Casting, Moa. It's a lot to ask you. A, a lot of experience. Daniel, in there, hey, Daniel Murray, Levy, people, like, and we we miss that experience. But like I say, we've got six, seven players potentially coming back for that 8th period and it's about bringing them back at the right time I could have easily put Flash out there Flash would have put his hand up and played What's today. wrong
2: with Flash's problem from last yeah. week? Yeah, um, was it?
4: <laughs> Sternham. so re- re- he shouldn't have played last week really but he put his hand up because we went at 17 players copy again, about 90% this week copy. Would he? if it was a cup final would he play? Yeah, but stupid of us to just put him out there um, at the moment in time because obviously we want to get these guys back firing because it starts properly for us get in the middle eights, um, but against the Leeds game at home, we, we want to have a good performance in that Leeds one at home yeah. again. We spoke about that and we spoke about like, these last few games and like doing things right in them, um, but we said about obviously the Leeds game being at home and. Could set, be a springboard yeah, for that super in the middle making eights. Sure we, get, we put our best foot forward there and really kind of try and start the mentality of it, but. I thought we were probably a little bit off that today with our mentality because when you come away you've got to do the tough stuff I don't think we was fully willing to do the tough stuff as much when it was that 10-4 kind of section in the game and ultimately they got like a sloppy try on the back of it
2: did we come through the game unscathed with injuries because I know Robert Louis went down in the first half and my heart was in yeah, my mouth Ro- but is he alright yeah Robbie's got yeah. through Robbie's
4: fine um, Ed's got a bit of a knock to his shoulder from the kick that he, he I know, took I know and Levy went down with it he's alright they yeah. sort
2: of tipped him up then I thought he was going to be hurt but he yeah, he's okay.
4: fine he's alright Levy um, like I say Daniel Murray's fine as well he had a bit of a knot when's Jackson Hastings arrives, is that this week Monday he should be here Monday morning so yeah so like I say he'll, he'll add something to us because at the moment we've got a young guy trying to lead us around the, could we potentially
2: see Jackson next Friday against Leeds
4: yeah more than likely yeah if he gets the question, we can get him in kind of a full kind of training we'll get him out there against Leeds because the more that him and Robbie play together the better they'll be and they'll have more of an understanding so we need to kind of build that as quickly as we can so this week Leeds game, and then the following two weeks after that, building into going into the Middle Eights. Then. You've got a nice break there, haven't you? I was going to say with with the injury
2: situation. Um, I know there's a few players who are a bit long term. There? Is there anybody yeah. else that could be back for that Middle Eights to start? And then is there any, I mean, Chris Wellham's not a million miles. Yeah, them, no, he's
4: quite. Like I say, we, you, we've got Flash. It'll, it'll be good after this um, period in for for the Eights. Copper, as well. Just trying to think. Greg Johnson might be just ready for kind of the Eights we've got Logan's on there he's four to six weeks so on the good side it might be four weeks George Griffin potentially he might be back as well for the eights um, Chris Wellham like you say he, he could potentially be available next week depending on how all his is Jack Little John done for the season though Um well he's recovering really well he's, I was going to say
2: I saw him tonight uh, yeah, today. he didn't look too bad yeah he's come
4: over with us because um, we're keeping him obviously training and yeah. stuff like that, like we did with Copy, like we did with Flashlip they, they, they were never playing they were, <laughs> obviously got well there's everything. not enough places to yeah, put him so, was. I thought you and Glees yeah, were going to be so, in yeah. so they, they've, they've come across uh, more to make sure we're trying to accelerate the training keep on top yeah. of them and stuff yeah. like that Jack Littlejohn's healing really well so fingers crossed he does get a, some games at the back end of the year he's aiming to try and get three in but if he got two that'd be a Pretty significant kind of amount of games for him after someone doing the bicep, mate. To be fair, yeah, doing it tough here, doing yeah. it really tough. But yeah, it, it is, mate. But it's like I say, it's we, we've got to focus on what we need to do. You haven't like got say, an option, really, have you? Yeah, no, it's well, it's like if it's about sometimes you'd like to have decisions and make choices, and mm-hmm. you don't have them at the moment in this moment in time, it can only yeah. get easier. Yeah, so with guys coming back, that will give us them decisions, that will give us them options, that will give competition. That'll start pushing people on a little bit more because everyone knows where we're sitting now. So at the moment, it kind of seems like it's we're, we're just trying to manipulate getting through that pretty healthy, really. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks very much for speaking and to me today, you. Ian. I'll, I'll see you next Friday, mate. Yeah, no problem.
0: Coach's
4: corner.
1: So, Ian Watson, you know, looking back at the game, Paul, he's, he's getting ready for the, the big games ahead in the uh, in Middle Lakes.
2: Yeah, I think Ian can see the light at the end of the tunnel, especially with the uh, with the guys that he's got to come back. And I think one blessing in disguise is, you know, after the Leeds game, we've got a two week break then before before the Middle Eight starts, you know, with the Cup semi final, that could be a, could be a vital two weeks, that to refresh the squad and hopefully get a couple of lads, couple of lads back that we are missing at the moment. And uh, don't forget the Jackson Hastings signing. That, that could prove to be, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, he's going to have the same, I know I keep harping on about Josh drinking water, but I hope he's going to have the same effect that Josh had on Catalan, because if you look where they were, as I said before, they was they was nowhere, where they were at Easter time, they were really struggling, they, they, we battered them at the A.J. Bell, didn't we, and they was rooted to the, you know, down to the bottom of the table, so, I'm not saying one signing can totally sort of like turn your season around, but sometimes a signing like him is an organiser. He's a game changer. He's a player that can other players can play off him. And it's, when you've got somebody like that in your squad, it can turn games, can't it? And turn players around and confidence can build. And we've said it before. And how many times have I said this to you? Where does confidence go? Where does it come from? A lot of those players that are on our side now. We're in the side last season. I know we've lost big names, but you know quite a lot of those were playing last season. They were playing with confidence. We were going away from home and beating teams. We stuffed all. We stuffed Warrington, and they're there now. Obviously, we've not got that Michael Dobson there now. We've not got that leader, that organizer, that game changer. And if Jackson Hastings can come in and, and, and do that job for us, then hopefully, you know, we're not going to be playing Wigan, Saint Helens, Warrington in this Middle 8s we We're going to be playing sides that are not not as good as us. are in a league below us, so we've got to be confident of beating those Championship teams.
1: Yeah, obviously look at the stats, Joe. Uh, top tacklers, Lee Moss with 32, Ryan Lanham with 23, Ben Nackenbowai with 30, Daniel Murray with 48, Tyrone McCarthy with 30, Josh Wood with 35. The forwards making, you know, tremendous amount of tackles there. Yeah, it's a good effort, and it's good effort in the pack as
0: well, especially with, I know we did, just get it four or five, one-line dropouts on return, drop and it's a lot of work, and I know Jason Batieri came in and got that try, which was a bit... 50 for me, but what can you do? It's one of them, and it just shows that we were under pressure for a lot for the first half, and that they did get a lot of tries, but we've shown a bit more, a bit of something on the, our goal line defence, keeping out for four sets. Not a lot of teams can do that, so shows we did a lot of work and in that heat as well, but can that can be put as a positive.
1: Yeah, top metre makers, Ryan Lannon with 103.0. Junior with 101, Daryl Olfuss with 119, Lee Mossett with 77 uh, Paul, you know and like Joe said in the heat it's, it's tough working it
2: Certainly is, yeah, I'd like to give Daryl Olfuss a, a special mention, I know he, he made a mistake in the second half I think when the ball went across the other side and Yaha scored from that, but oh, on the whole, I think he's a player that's showing real signs at the moment of it, it, improving and <clears throat> he's got to gain this experience and playing at Subic's first first season at this level, jumping up two leagues. And uh, I think he's sort of growing in confidence. I think a lot of it we, we did earlier is confidence. And he could be a real star of the future for us if he if he can keep going. And uh, and yeah, he did. He made good metres again and looked dangerous with, with the ball. And, you know, like you said there, um, Ryan Lannan, a big effort from him as well. So, uh, yeah, and the defence, has Joe said, I mean, he was four or five dropouts there on the spin in, that, uh, in the second half, was it that? Sorry, the first half. Sorry, when when Battieri scored, um, and, and we was unlucky. I didn't think that was a try, and I thought it was at they were in double figures for the dropouts. But according to League Express, it was only seven. But there was at least four or five there in that first half. So they did. They forced a lot of pressure on us, a lot of tackling, a huge pack as well. lots of Remy Casti in there and Sam Moa, Battieri, Busquet, They're big blokes, aren't they? And I reckon they are one of the biggest packs in the league. So they are tiring to, to keep working on them. And you know, I think the effort was there, Rob. I, I don't think you can doubt that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, big thanks for your three-word match reports. And Man of the match, we've only got a few. I think everyone was enjoying themselves in France after the game, like you two. Uh, Tony Frame, uh, expecting nothing less. His man of the match was uh, Josh Wood. Colin Reynolds, not uh, too many errors. His man of the match was Josh Wood. And Gary uh, Westhead, uh, absolutely no effort. And his man of the match was Wood. But I, don't, I think there was effort in that second half, Joe. I think uh, got a bit unbearable. Bit eh? Going off the first 60 minutes,
0: I would say he's not... Too far off that. I think there was some effort in the second half when the Catalan pack was tiring, they got a bit more free range and attacking wise. But I would I would semi agree with that. There was some lack of go defending. Some from Josh Wood. I know he's not a centre, but as an experienced pro he should be able to read that as a game and he got caught out a couple of times and I would yeah, there was some effort, some not effort. It was kind of in the middle. I'll go for probably Josh Wood as the same as Man of the Match. I think he's been a week week in, week
1: out guy that stands up for the team. Who's your uh, Man of the Match, Paul, for the Catalan Dragons game?
2: Uh, well, I I had a toss up really between Josh Wood and Daniel Murray. I just got a edge for Danny Murray. I thought both those two young guys did well. And just going back to, to what that, that guy said there in the comment. I, It'd probably be easy to say something like that about the effort and things like that. I mean, everybody sees it differently, sees the game differently, don't they? And you respect everybody's opinion. But I think a lot of it at the moment with us is confidence, Rob. I I don't think there's any confidence whatsoever. I think we're going into games sort of beaten really, aren't we? Lacking in self-belief before we go out. I mean, you could tell that there's... I think there's a body language sometimes with the same with the Castleford game at oh, home. I know we worked hard and got in the arm wrestle, so but we're lacking that quality, aren't we, to to score the points, to keep us in games. And as soon as we go a few scores behind, you can see edge drop, can't you? And I'm praying that doesn't happen again this this uh, this Friday against Leeds.
1: I suppose Joe, it's about building confidence, and obviously with uh, the new signing coming in, uh, you know, it, it could be the difference. He could he could. Do that bit of magic, or make the magic happen, and you know the players react to it. Everyone grows another leg, and you know it becomes a, a big thing. Then,
0: yeah, I think Hastings is the the link we are missing—the link from the pack to the backs. And it'll bring a bit of organisation into the side, and it'll bring a, a good kicking game, which this, for this season has been non-existent. And it'll it'll bring that off the cuff league we'll where they'll organise and then he he'll do a little spurt and it'll. Without the plays, he'll he'll get the fans on his on his side as well. And I think going into the, the league game, we need to score well, turn up, battle for the full game, and go into a bit of confidence for two weeks off and train well. I think that's the only way we can get a bit
1: of confidence going into the eights Yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating, Paul, in the in the eights to come. It's uh, going to be twitchy bum time, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, i might have the trip to France as well, mate. <laughs> Could be going to Toulouse. I'll tell you what, I'm not going with Ryanair again. <laughs> if we get, get Toulouse, I'm not letting them buggers let me down again. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. Every, every game going to be exciting in that eight. And, you know, sometimes... I know it sounds daft, but you want to be playing at the top level, but you might get the other way game that you don't normally get, you know, maybe going to Halifax or Featherston or somewhere like that, London Broncos possibly. So, uh, you know, it's a change, it's a different change. And, you no, know, they're the cards that we've been dealt, haven't we? There's nothing we can do as supporters. We can only follow them and, you know, wherever they may be. So, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And let's just hope everybody gets behind them. And, and like we were saying before, like Joe just said about the jackson Hastings, I'm expecting, you know... A bit of a lift. I'm expecting him to give the players a bit of a lift coming into Friday. It's going to be, a, you know, he's a new player. A bit of optimism around. I'm expecting him to have a big game. You know, it's in front of his home fans as well. It's always nice when you make your debut at home against against the champions as well. I know Leeds are in the bottom four, but they won the league last season, so there's a there's a bit there for you know a bit of a appetite there for him for him to do well. So it should be an exciting game on on Friday.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, interesting time to head Paul. Looking forward to it. Next up on the podcast, we'll go through all the big news coming out of Solve Red Devils this week. The so, the big news coming out of Solve Red Devils this week, Paul. Uh, the squad builder has been announced. Uh, the club, well, they're looking to raise £20,000 uh, to try and get somebody, and you're trying to get a transfer, deadla- transfer over the de- transfer deadline day.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, it's it's going to be difficult now. It's not long off is it to the, the transfer deadline? And um, if I've got one criticism of that that squad bill, I think I think the announcement could have been a bit better. I know everybody was saying, oh, there's a big announcement coming, and it got everybody's hopes up. Didn't it, it was going to be a signing or something like that, and then to to ask for more money is perhaps a bit of a Bit of a strange one, but you've got to get behind it, haven't you? The club need need the money. They're not they're not lying, are they? So obviously they're in they're in trouble and, and they need some help. Don't they? Need us to, to, to help them out and dig them out of a hole. So uh, if we can get somebody in, you know, and, and boost the squad, I think that's definitely what's needed. Isn't it? With us being low on numbers, and if we can get some of these injured guys back as well, that's it's uh, so all well and good. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult road, I think.
1: Yeah, over three thousand has been uh, raised so far. Joe, with sixty backers, uh, that's a fantastic effort in what 24, 48 hours. Yeah,
0: I don't think we expected that much in that short period of time. It shows that there is fans out there that are willing to put some money into into the club and get us players and keep us, keep us alive. Because it will be a tough act if you don't get a, a new player in. And it's just what Paul said, I think I've got the same criticism as him. It, he kind of promoted it as a as a good thing and it didn't really come up as a good thing. There's a lot of this and books about it. But at the end of the day, a lot of other clubs do it in the Championship and it's a good way of Getting supporters to have a say in the club and it makes supporters feel welcome, which hasn't really happened itself for the past couple of years.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that, Joe. I think Warrington and do it, don't they, Paul? As well, and it's it's an opportunity for us fans to invest in, in the club and, and hopefully you know keep us in the super league.
2: Yeah, I think for me now, I think i just done, just gone about it wrong. Really, um, you've got to be open, you've got to be honest and open. I think with supporters, and if you're in trouble. That, it's not your fault, I don't think. I don't think it's Andy Rosler's fault or anybody at the club's fault. that You know what's happening at the moment, but you've got to go about things the right way. And I think you could you could have told your supporters, you know, we're hands up here, we're really struggling, and you know we we need your help. And I think something like that would have been would have been better to, to say rather than we're making this big announcement. So at the moment, for me, I think the club's got to get closer to the supporters. I think we need this siege mentality now going into the age. We need to sort of say, you know, we're Salford, sod the rest. It's us now against the world and, and that's how we need to approach things. We need to make the AJ Bella fortress, get behind the, the team down there. Let, let's make it as partisan as we can. One thing I noticed at the Catalan game, I was sat in the the, the, the side stand doing doing the, the reports in there on um, on Saturday. and So I didn't really, I could hear the support supporters singing, but I was surrounded by Catalan supporters and they make it so hostile there. They, they whistle, they hiss, they boo every decision they really do they're so biased it's unbelievable but I think that's how you've got to be that's how we've got to be in our home games we've got to challenge everything and one criticism I've got of the team at the moment is we don't seem to challenge decisions as much as other clubs do I mean you watch other clubs on Sky they're out there acting half he's always got his hands in the air whinging that they're not and we don't seem to do that I think we need a leader on the pitch there who can who's a bit more vocal and gets in the referees here and and uh, you know that, that's one another criticism of mine at the moment about this side. But just going back to, to the, the squad builder, while I'm going off the subject, you know it's important. We need to raise the, the cash, but let's all get behind it. I, I'm sick of reading stuff on social media, people are arguing with each other. We all need to be singing from the same hymn sheet, don't we? we? all love the same club. Let's all get behind it. Stop me so negative all the time about things.
1: Yeah, this squad builder, Joe, it's for everybody. You know, if any, every penny counts. If you can afford to, to throw hundred quid at it. Do it if you can only do a tenner. Do a tenner. It, it's not like it, you know it has to be a massive amount. If you've got any spare tenner, like me, I'm a, I'm part of the jam generation. I've only got you know very very little amount of, amount of spare income, um, and I'll drop a couple of quid that way. But well, if you're loaded like Paul, you can be able to throw three hundred quid at it. Then do it. Yeah, you can put them euros in that you, you took out. You can throw that into the squad
0: builder. That
2: you're not used. To. Yeah, I never thought of that. Oh, well, I was going to save that for my trip to Toulouse, but. Uh... <laughs> If to lose don't we we don't get to lose away well,
1: though they can have it yeah. but yeah like I said it's an opportunity for everybody just to, just to give what you can and and that's what it's all about I think Joe. it's just about you know giving the club and letting them develop and hopefully we can make a difference
0: yeah it's going to work two ways it's going to give fans a bit of an opportunity to give something back to the club and create them feel wanted. and it's going to give the club a new lease of life with it 20 grand 20 grand to 20 grand for anyone, it will bring in one player, hopefully, of good experience and will change the team, so it works both ways and it can work out as positive if we do get that player by the 5th of August as well and hopefully, if it's the rumoured ones then hopefully they
1: can change the team. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, obviously, uh, there's a link on the, is it the Fortress web, Trust website uh, if you want to donate and hopefully we'll get to 20 grand and more. So Yeah, definitely
2: sorry, No, I just thought he was throwing to me then. Yeah, if you remember back to um, the 2003 season, we did something very similar at the, at the start of the season. I remember him announcing the squad numbers and I think my dad won the raffle that night. We went down to the club. don't know if you guys were there. It's quite a while ago now, but... Um, when the, I think that's round about the time the Forever Ed started, and we did a bit of a donation then to keep the side full time. You know, in the 2003 season after relegation, and people made do- donations back then. I mean, I was only an apprentice then at work, and I, I could only, I think I'd give a week's money. It wasn't much me week's wage, but I stuck it in there. And, and I think that's that's what they're asking for now, aren't they? Or something something similar to that. So it has been done before, and you know, nobody moaned about it last time. We all got behind them, we kept them full time, and look how well we did that season. That was a bit of a siege mentality, wasn't it? And uh, We went in, uh, and did a great job. So if we can get that sort of fighting spirit back behind the club again, I think it'll stand us in good stead.
1: Yeah, let's look at the other news, the other good news coming out of South Red Devils this week. Nye Levels uh, has been selected for the England Knights. Uh, Joe, great for him.
0: Yeah, it's an excellent achievement for I think the last person we had in the Knights squad from Salford was Richard Miley, if I'm not wrong, Paul. And he's last season at the club and it give everyone a bit of confidence being out for two months and he'll, he can go and show the rest of the world what he's capable of and what he, sh- he does week in, week out, for And He'll get a lot of experience for the training camp, for ex international and uh, Paul's goal and Paul Anderson,
1: and it'll only help the squad for next season as well. Yeah, he's, he's a top class fullback at night levels, Paul, and you know, getting the opportunity in the England Knights, you know, he can kick on from that and hopefully make the full squad in the future
2: yeah certainly can he. he's a, he's a class player at high levels isn't he we, we we rave about him all the time he's a joy to watch as well and he's, there's not many players like Nile about if you go through it the, through the super league and obviously we we've not got that embarrassment of riches where we've got loads of Nile levels at the club but he is he's a player with x factor and he, you know he's one of the first players on the team sheet and uh, delighted delighted to see him back in the in the side on saturday and i think you know with Nile levels in our side it gives us a that bit more chance because he's got genuine pace and i think one thing that I've been looking for in, in this this Lakes is playing these no disrespect to these championship sides, but you know a guy like Niall level with that sort of pace, that could come in you know as a real value against those sort of teams. They're not going to be as quick as him, and uh, you know he could, he could be an invaluable player in that those seven fixtures.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a you know great thing. Hopefully, Joe, you know an opportunity for him gives everyone else a boost in the squad. Yeah, it shows to the players that anything
0: can happen at Salford, and there's not been a player in a while that's been selected and it shows you worked up going out or notice a small club of like South and it's not just going to be the top 5, 6 teams getting players into the England squad like it has been for the past couple of years and it's the same as Chris Aikin, and uh, OKR has been selected as well so it shows that the RFL and the England coaches are looking at lower leagues to see if there any spark so it's a positive all-round for the
1: club and rugby league. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hopefully more to come and more internationals coming from the, uh, the South Red Devils Club uh, in the future, uh, other bits of news, Supporters Trust Bus, Joe, uh, is available for the game against Leeds. You've got the details there. Yep, yeah, these Red Devils
0: 1 and 2, £4.50 return. Cash and contract payments will increase by 50%, 50p even, per passenger yeah. match date. Red Devils 1 starting at 6pm from Garland Bingo at 12 for Precinct, getting to the ground just after 7. And the Red Devils 2 starting at the Precincts at 6 o'clock. And just get to the ground again at quarter past seven, and it's exactly the same price. Seven, uh, four pound fifty pre booking, and fifty p more on match day.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Paul, it's an amazing thing. The supporters trust putting these buses on and sending them out in the community to get supporters to the game. It's it's brilliant
2: yeah it certainly is and it's it's a good service as well you know for the for the price it can get you from the, the heartland and Salford and it's not a million miles is it to the ground but it's a tricky journey isn't it on a friday night and if you can go on that and have yourself a pint as well and and chill out i know i wish i, wish I could go on that bus you know where i live in in Mostert. it's a bit of a trek for me but uh but yeah it's there it's there use it and uh, you know the more people that we can get on it then you, you never know this time next year the supporters trust might be organizing more buses, and it's that's something for me that could grow you know it's little acorns, isn't it, Rob? You know sometimes you know we start start off small like that, but that's that's something that can certainly grow. And I think the sports trust should be applauded for that because it takes a lot of organising. You know putting something like that on, and it's it's been uh, been one of the success stories of the season. Yeah, obviously,
1: Joe. You know it's been it's been very exciting, and hopefully the sports trust can grow from strength to strength.
0: Yeah, it was. They've had a, a good first year. They've got over 500 members currently. A lot of info. A lot of a lot of hard work that goes into the trust organising a lot of things and know they little evening events little support trust meetings and it's growing and growing every month and if they can get more involved with the club and work hand in hand with the club and get more supporters at the game it it will increase and they'll get more members and more people watching so for bread
1: You want to chirp in there Paul?
2: No um, yeah I just echo what Joe says really yeah people uh, you know i said it before, there's, there's not many of us at Salford is there, but what we are is passionate, aren't we, about what, what we do? And, you know, you, you'd do anything for the club, wouldn't you? You'd walk to the games, you'd walk to bloody France to watch, him. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's it's heartwarming to see the way people go on, you know. You look at other clubs who get sort of big big crowds and that, but have they got that, that hardcore that we've got? You know, if they fell on hard times, would they still get these people going? I'm not so sure. I think, I think we've got some really, really good people who, who do a great job and it's great to see, and you know, in, in these sort of times of, of trouble when we're struggling for money, and that you know, there's people there that we can rely on. I think that's that's great.
1: Yeah, so lots of uh, good stuff going on with the supporters' trust everything at the moment. Uh, final bit of news obviously, looking forward to the Middle Eights. Paul, we've got a few confirmed fixtures uh, Witness at home, Toronto at home, Leeds away, and Hulk away. A few more fixtures to, to come, uh, you know, to be sorted out this weekend. Looking at them teams. Are we, are we worried Or are
2: we confident um, I will not be confident of going to Leeds mate Not with our record there <laughs> I think you've just Got to take every game As it comes You know it's an old cliche But every game's Going to be a cup final Isn't it I know Toronto I'd rather play Toronto At home than Have to fork out Going over there Anyway I think that'd be, I wouldn't have minded Going there But uh, I'd rather play them At home I think it's better To play them They've been on you know, Really good form Haven't they you know, with Toronto, I'm not too scared of them. I think I watched them in the cup against Warrington. I think they got found out. Uh, all right, they've been stuffing teams all season, but they, I think they're going to find it difficult in, in the Middle 8s You know, they're not playing part-time teams every week. Uh, they're going to be playing some big sides, and I think they'll, they'll get found out. I think they'll, they'll probably do well. They'll be tough to beat, but they're going to have to uh, pull their fingers out as well. We to concentrate on ourselves, Rob. And you know, looking at the fixtures, I'm just looking at the league table now. Second place, we've got Toulouse at 31 points. Uh, third place. London's got 31 points. Fourth place, Halifax have got 31. Then it's Featherstone with 30 and Lee with 30. So you've got five teams there going for those, those those places. And it's going to be really exciting this weekend. Three sides all on the same number of points. Toulouse are playing against... Let me see it now. I've been working out. Toulouse are home to Dewsbury. Halifax are home to Rochdale Hornets. And London Broncos are away to Barrow. So the, those three sides there you would expect all to win. Yeah, and if we can win more by 19 or more points than Toulouse win their match, then we'd go to Halifax in the eight. Halifax have finished second, so I'll be cheering Halifax. And I think I'd rather go there to the, the Shea than uh, to Toulouse. You know, relying on Ryanair to get me over there. I think I'd rather go on the train to Halifax. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an exciting time for Definitely.
1: Yeah, obviously, Joe. You know, we're looking at these fixtures. You know, and I'm thinking, you win your own games, nip the odd one away, job done.
0: Yeah, I just had a look before, going off previous, the past three seasons of the eighth, you need about about eight points to get top three. It looks like Leeds will probably get all 14 points, like they did last time. Hockey are Toronto. I think we'll win. I think we'll win two out of our three home games. I think we'll pick up the next points away to get us in that third spot. Can't see us finishing top or second, but I think third's our target to win
1: for. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, times uh, coming up in the next few weeks following Salford Devils. So that was all the news coming out of Salford Devils this week. And now, what we'll do? Look at Paul, Paul Whiteside's and the report for our local sides' fixtures and results. Twenty-four
0: hours a day, Radio Contact.
2: Here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report and this week I'm going to start with um, the international game, especially at youth and and student level because we've had some good news this week. It was a student Four Nations Championships over the last week or so, some games midweek and some games at the weekend. England have retained the title, they beat Ireland by 80 points to nil, they beat Wales by 36 points to 8 and they beat Scotland by 58 points to 18. There was a local lad as well in the... uh, England Universities lineup that was Connor McCallum who's from Manchester Met University he was in that winning side so congratulations to him. The rest of the results were Scotland 44 Ireland 12, Wales 48 Ireland 10 and Scotland 23 Wales 16. So England topped the group with three wins from three. Scotland finished second, Wales finished third and Ireland who were beaten in all three games finished bottom. So uh, a great tournament and congratulations to the England Universities on winning their uh, their title. As we mentioned a few weeks ago the Northwest Lions uh, they, they went on a tour of Italy. They've done tremendously well. They've won all three matches. They beat the Sicilian Select by 70 points to nil. They beat Italia A by 76 points to nil. And they beat Italia Emerging. Italia Emerging by 66 points to nil, so 212 points scored in three matches and not a point conceded. That that takes some doing. That and there's some local lads from our local sides who were involved in that. Harry Warburton of Folly Lane and Josh Hill of the Manchester Rangers were involved in that squad and played in those games. So congratulations to those two lads and all the rest of the the side as well for a for a great tour and uh, three great results. Well, moving back to the domestic game in the National Conference League's Rochdale-Mayfield in the Premier Division on Saturday had a good result, they beat Siddle who were above them in the table coming into the game on Saturday but Rochdale-Mayfield came away with it by 26 points to 12 in the other results, Saddleworth Rangers in Division 2 beat Wigan St. Jude by 42 points to 12. But Waterhead Warriors went down. They were beaten at home to Beverley by 44 points to 22. The fixtures for this Saturday are as follows. On Saturday the 28th of July in the Premier Division, it's Kells against Rochdale Mayfield. And in Division 3, Eastmoor Dragons are at home to Salford City Roosters. Waterhead Warriors play Jewsby Celtic. And Wollstone Rovers are at home to Oldham St. Anne's. Well, the Northwest Men's League... On Saturday, it was a Northwest Trophy. Oldham St. Anne's A44, Lee East A18. In the North West Shield, Caddy's Head Rhinos had a tremendous victory in that they beat Ryland Sharks by 48 points to 10. A Division 2 fixture, Berry Broncos 28, Wigan St. Jude's A18. The fixtures for this coming weekend... We've got the Premier Division match between Folly Lane and Hindley. We've got a Division 1 match between Rochdale-Mayfield A and Hares-Finch. Division 2, it is Oldham St. Anne's A against Leyland Warriors. Division 3, Crossfields A against Chester Gladiators. West Harton Lions against Wollstone Rovers A. In Division 5, Wigan-Springview A versus Berry Broncos A. And those games, sorry, are on Wednesday night, Wednesday 25th of July on Saturday... In Division 4, is Clockface Miners A against Saddlewood Rangers. And in Division 5, it is Littleborough sorry, against New Spring Lions. In the North West Youth League, as we mentioned last week, there were some cup finals taking place. Thursday, the 19th of July, and the Lancashire Cup final in under-18s, Waterhead Warriors were beaten after extra time against Blackbrook. That finished 18 points to 16 to Blackbrook. And on Saturday, Latchford Giants 28, Oldham St. Anne's 22. That was a Northwest Cup final at under-16s level. And on Sunday, the under-18s cup final, it was Rochdale 50, Saddleworth nil. And there was also a Division 2 under-16s game on Sunday, which Folly Lane won by 34 points to 6 against Blackbrook. So congratulations to Folly Lane under-16s. There's no fixtures this coming weekend in the youth leagues. We'll be- before we go this week, just a bit of a bit of news regarding the Northwest under 16s to 18s league. Following a meeting last Wednesday on the summer sort of winter issue, they've been asked to report back on a number of options by Wednesday, the first of August. There's been a lot of talk about games not being played, you know, lads at university and college over the summer period, and they're looking at perhaps changing the season, maybe playing October and November and taking a break December and January before commencing the season in April and May, February, April, and May. So that's a big meeting that so we'll keep you posted on that if we get any news from that because it's quite a big change if they are to move back to a winter season at, uh, at the under 16s and 18s level. so hopefully we shall find out that meeting has said on Wednesday the 1st of August so should have some news maybe on that for, uh, for next, next week's podcast that's all I've got for you for this week I shall see you on Friday at the AJ Bell for Salford against Leeds
1: So that was Paul's amateur report. Next up on the Devil in Detail, we're going to be talking about the game against Leeds on Friday. It's, it's time time for the what Devil three, three, So, so Red Devils take on Leeds Rhinos on Friday night, Paul. Leads are always a bogey side for us, but it's important we get back to winning ways soon.
2: Yeah, it certainly is, Rob. It certainly is, and uh, you know they've got some some good players leads, and they, they've been a bit of a conundrum this season. I know Ryan McDermott got the second. I keep hearing people say, "Oh, well they've got all these injuries," and I think it's a lot of our hair, to be honest. If you look at the side they've got, they've got some very experienced players, they've got some international players, you know the likes of Joel Moon, Luke Briscoe, Ryan Hall, Tom Briscoe. Brad uh, Brad Dwyer's a decent player, Richie Myler, you know, Parcell, Cuthbertson, Ablett, Sutcliffe. The the list goes on. They've got some Jack Walker, they all rave about the fullback. So they've got they've got some good players there. I think they struggled I think the the halfbacks has been their um, their problem. I know Richie Myler's been playing halfback with Joe Moon and Richie Myler's always to me been a finisher rather than someone who can create things. He's not really an organiser. And I think that's one thing that's that's let them down this season. Um, but regarding the rest of the side, they've got pace, haven't they? In international players like Ryan Hall, that can they can do a lot of damage. And um, like like Joe was saying there, they'll probably take some stopping in that that late They've got four home games as well, haven't they? them to, to win them. We're looking at the home form. It's funny. I, I heard a stat the other day. They beat Widnes on Friday at home. That's their first home win since they beat us on Easter Monday. So uh, quite quite a big stat. That you know that was when was that match? Was it Easter Monday? So. Uh, it's gone a long while without winning a home game.
1: Yeah, leads out the team. Uh, everyone feared Joe, and you know we've got to be confident. Obviously, putting a marker down with the uh, the Middle Lakes to come that we can beat them.
0: Yeah, if they come to the AJ on Friday and we put up good forms and bow with their packs, it only can work in our favour when we go away to Heavenly and get them a bit worried that we're going to come in and take take the points off them and get them. A bit frightened of us, which has never really happened the least way. I know we won on Easter Monday in 2009, and I think we can, if we battle well on Friday and just get them a little bit scared, I think we can go in for the eighth bit with,
1: with more confidence and hopefully get the results we need to stay up. Who's the, uh, the danger men for Leeds for you, Paul? I know we've got a few kids coming through.
2: Yeah, they've got some exciting youngsters, haven't they? Um, I think you've got a look at the... Uh, the Joe Moon at half-back you've got the Briscoe on the wing Brian Orzo is a dangerous player Jack Walker the young full I think he's only 18-19 he's a, he's a good player isn't he as well the pack of forwards are good you know they've got some I know they've struggled this season but they have got some decent forwards there on the side Cuthbertson's a, a decent player Matt Parcells impressed me when I've seen him the hooker Brad Dwyer struggled to get into the side but last few weeks I think he, under Kevin Sinfield he, he seems to be uh, to be getting a run Brian McDermott didn't seem to fancy him I know he set him out on, on long to Featherstone but Kevin Sinfield sees a role for him now so I think he's a guy to watch out for as well you've got the likes of Stevie Ward and Liam Sutcliffe young players that they're not so young really now, they're quite experienced, they're still only still the early 20s or whatever, but they've been in that side for a few years now and got quite a lot of experience, so they've got some quality there, haven't they, and I think it's just moulding them, them together now into to a side that can win games, and obviously with Sinfield and, and James Lowe's going in there, they, they're looking at it from a different angle now, so I mean, you're probably looking at Joel Moon, he's, he's a clever player on his day, isn't he? Is he a stand-off? I'm, I'm not too sure, but, uh, but I think there's, there's enough for us to, to deal with there, definitely.
1: Give us your score prediction for the game, Joel. I'm going to go for Salford
2: 24, Leeds 16. 24-16. Joe, what about you, Paul? Uh, yeah, I've wrote it down on my League Express. Let have look. I, I've got I've gone for a Salford win. Being very optimistic that I am, but uh, I've gone for a low scoring one, a bit low scoring because we've not been scoring points, and I, I still think it'd be be difficult. I'm just hoping the Jackson Hastings factor kicks in and uh, Ed Chamberlain kicks all the goals, and we're going to win 18-10.
1: 18-10 Salford Jackson Hastings hat-trick debut for Salford Red Devils and they will secure a victory against Leeds Rhinos 34 Here it points goes. to 10 34 <laughs> points to 10 and a hat-trick for Hastings that's what we're going for mm.
2: that's what yeah I think going. Nando's is safe for a while
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nando's is safe you you're, too, you're, you're too
2: optimistic it. with these, but you need to be safer you need to be a bit safer Rob
1: no I have faith I have faith but, uh, Leeds game It'll. that's when it'll click and that'll then, you know, bring on the yeah. uh, the middle eight then. That's the plan anyway.
2: That's up to mate. I think 34-10 would be tremendous. It'd be a, be a real shot in the arm. I think any sort of win, but if we could get 32-10, I think it'd give everybody a huge lift, wouldn't it? And I think that's what's needed, guys, at the moment. We just need that lift, that win. And, you know, after the... Win, you just think back to the witness game. We won that game. Everyone sort of had a smile on their face, didn't they? And uh, it gives the club a whole lift, doesn't it? And when you get on this like, losing run that we're on now, and it's going to four games. But, you know, that that confidence of going into the eighth on, on a win you know it's a bit of a you go on and a, and a bounce effect then don't you and uh, I think that's desperately needed at the moment and if we could pull it off on, on Friday night, I think it'd be special
1: Yeah so that's the end of this week's uh, Devil in Detail podcast another great show Joe Yeah it's been a good show a lot of positives coming out of the club this week and hopefully we can get a win on Friday Yeah getting out uh, getting now, get now. you can chill now Paul after all you're travelling about
2: yeah, yeah, I'll travel to Liverpool tomorrow. I've been in Liverpool all week working, so I'm going there and back every day. So, it's uh, a late one today. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going down there tomorrow. But, yeah, looking forward to Friday. Really looking forward to it. You know, Leeds, games against Leeds are special, I always think, just in case we do actually beat them. I know we don't seem to do, but there's always the chances, and not there? And uh, let's hope it's this Friday. Yeah, big thanks
1: for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parks, and you your find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. you fans find us on Twitter, at D-I-T-D-S-R-D and your fans on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.